Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everybody. Democrats for Trump. We have Vernon Jones, who stole the show on Monday evening at the Republican National Convention, where I also spoke here on The Charlie Kirk Show, a black Democrat voting for Donald Trump. Make sure you guys are subscribed to The Charlie Kirk Show. Type in Charlie Kirk Show, your podcast provider. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Screenshot it and email us at freedom at charliekirk.com if you guys want a signed copy of the New York Times bestseller, The MAGA Doctrine. And also, email me your questions anytime at freedom at charliekirk.com. And finally, please consider supporting us at charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support. Give us a five-star review if you can on the podcast app. Vernon Jones is here. Democrats for Trump. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. In our fast-paced world, it's tough to make reading a priority, at least it used to be. A new app called Thinker has solved that problem by summarizing the key ideas from new and noteworthy nonfiction, giving you access to an entire library of great books in bite-sized form. Reader listen to hundreds of titles in a matter of minutes, including old classics like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, to recent bestsellers like Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. If you want to challenge your preconceptions, expand your horizons, and become a better thinker, Go to thinker.org slash Charlie. That's T-H-I-N-K-R dot org slash Charlie to start an extended free trial and put your mind in motion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Charlie Kirk Show. I am joined by Vernon Jones, who spoke at the Republican National Convention. We both spoke together on the opening night. Uh, Vernon Jones uh, is a former Democrat or is a Democrat. I want to have him say it for himself. Vernon, welcome to The Charlie Kirk Show. Tell us your story and tell us why you support President Trump. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. I am a, a lifelong Democrat. I am black, but I'm also out of touch with the Democratic Party, meaning I didn't leave them. They left me. Uh, the things that they embrace now, such as uh, no borders, uh, turning their back on law enforcement, how the Democratic Party has treated African-Americans, um, although we've been a captive audience to them for the past 30, 45 years, they haven't done, any, done anything to produce. When I look at President Donald Trump, he has a track record of getting things done. He's about results. And certainly, not only has he lifted this entire country, but he has a track record. He's done more to help the African-American community than any president, probably going back to Richard Nixon. Can you talk more about that? Because that is not the conventional uh, perspective of the mainstream activist press. They say that President Trump is an, is an enemy of black people. Can you just walk us through that, especially for some of our listeners and viewers that don't always hear the perspective that, that you have? Well, the liberal media is part of what I call the slave masters. Uh, they're the ones who literally plant 
um, I would say, those agent provocateurs to attack independent thinking black men like me and women um, from coming off the plantation. Why? Because they don't want us to be able to think independently. And I think that was clearly demonstrated in a couple of more recent examples. One, Joe Biden talking about if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Two, uh, when he said that black people's thinking are not as diverse as Latinos. And then more recently, again, with the liberal media, MSNBC, when you saw me doing an interview uh, with uh, Craig Mel- Melvin, uh, because I was telling him why I support this president based on his policies and based on his positions and what he's done directly for the African-American community. He didn't want to hear that. What he wanted to hear was what he asked me was, and that was what he asked me. Uh, I'm sure someone whispered in his ear, but he said, are you being paid by the Trump organization? That was bigoted in itself. That shows that liberals at that station are upset because I didn't fit their narrative. I didn't care their water. I didn't attack Donald Trump. Ironically, it was a reporter that was being paid and that station is being paid to attack Donald Trump and not let African-Americans feel that they have people who feel and express the way themselves the way I do come on their show without being attacked and run back into a hole. But they didn't know I'm not like Joe Biden. I'm not a uh, uh, one of those what you call those things that come out every year uh, trying to determine what the weather's going to be like uh, a groundhog. Yeah, I'm not a groundhog. Um, they were going to run me back in. And this president is not a groundhog. Uh, he is really working to earn the black vote and they can't scare him off like they traditionally scare off Republican candidates. So can you walk us through more of kind of did you support President Trump in 2016? What was your view of him in 2016 and what specifically has moved you to be a Trump supporter now in 2020 speaking at the convention? Well, when I saw him come down to escalate, escalator like many others with Mrs. Trump. And heard what he had to say. Uh, I said, you know what, this man is talking my kind of a talk, my kind of talk. And it's kind of interesting. Um, I think maybe seventy-six plus songs were made rap songs too that featured Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump had an amazing relationship with African Americans, from Jesse Jackson to Al Sharpton to Jay Z and all the others, including Herschel Walker. And he wasn't a racist then. He wasn't a bigot then, or else they would not have been hanging out with him. As a matter of fact, Jesse, Jesse Jackson gave the president an award from Operation Push. So uh, I, I like what he had to say. And when he started to run, I said, this guy has what it takes to become president. But nobody paid me any attention. Like the media, they laughed at him and they didn't think that he can get elected. But he was saying exactly what people were feeling, but were afraid to say it because of what the liberal media and others will do to you. And so when he got elected, um, I was on board, already on board, and my friend said, well, Vernon, you did say we're going to get an election. Sure, I did. He was going to get elected because that's what the American people were feeling. And, and he, he, he had a whole new different uh, idea of how to be president. He didn't do it the traditional way. We're always looking for, oh, this person is not presidential. I don't care about being presidential, not being presidential. What I care about is results. And Donald Trump stood up to foreign countries and brought them to the table so they could pay their fair share. We have now real uh, fair trade agreements, what he's done for this country prior to the pandemic, record number of jobs and certainly in the black community, small businesses and others. I will give the credit to the Obama and the mixed Congress tenure. They did um, um, stop the bleeding with the economy. But when Donald Trump came on board, understanding business, understanding Wall Street and trade, he set this economy on steroids. That's why we're still still seeing even in this in this pandemic. Uh, 
gains in the stock market and record gains in many other places. So this president is, is on target and he supports law enforcement. That's important. So can, can you speak a little bit about what you are seeing in the black community? Do you see that more and more black people are supporting President Trump than in 2016? And I want to dive deeper into that. But that's my first question. Do you think that the support for President Trump is greater today than it was in 2016? Well, clearly I do. I think the support among white people is greater. I'm not only just in a black community, I'm in a white community. The problem is Whites don't want to say that they support Donald Trump because they don't want to be called racist. And blacks don't want to say they support Donald Trump because they don't want to be called a sellout. But both of them are there. That silent majority is there. And they're going to do what they did in 2016. And they're going to reelect this president. I hear it all the time. As a matter of fact, uh, even after my switch last night, my, my speech last night, uh, my phone and my, all my social media has been blowing up. And many of them said, Bernie, you know, uh, I may not agree with you uh, on some things, but, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't disagree. What you said last night was true about the Democratic Party. And now that I've thought about what you said is true about what Donald Trump has done. I'm going to rethink my vote. And some just said I've never voted Republican at all. Uh, They're going to vote for him. So that that's the good thing, Charlie, as you know, about that Republican convention. All the networks had to carry it. So those traditional liberal networks that's always anti-Donald Trump, they got a chance to hear and see from people across this country in all sectors, from first responders to business people, to people like me, uh, what this president is really about. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply make it through each and every busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. No one likes that. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. He created then TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, to drift into a deep night's sleep. Now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash Kirk. That's theragun, theragun like you have a gun. Dot com slash Kirk. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. So buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash Kirk, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash Kirk. So you said something. I, I want to make sure I get this correct. Um, you said this. The Democratic Party does not want black people to leave the mental plantation they've had us on for decades. And he said when Trump sought the African-American vote, the Democrat Party leaders went crazy. I'm quoting you here. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer literally started wearing Kenty cloth scarves around the Capitol. Can you talk more about this? It was one of my favorite lines the entire evening. Well, actually, uh, Chuck Schumer actually, I think, wore a dashiki. Um, the, the point of it is uh, they panicked because no other candidate, presidential candidate, and I will say this, both Democrat and Republican, has worked this hard to earn the black vote um, um, running for office has President Donald Trump. No other, going back to probably uh, uh, John Kennedy. Um, and that's because President Trump knows black people. President Trump has worked with black people. He's hired black people. He's had them on his apprentice show. He's contributed to black uh, uh, presidential candidates, uh, elections. And so this president is not foreign to black people. And um, the Democrats always had that captive audience they can always have someone to scare 
a, a Republican candidate away if they even give the impression or gave the impression they wanted to try to earn the black vote. And they got they got afraid and they just they would get afraid and run away. But President Trump, they cannot run him away. That's that's that, that kind of goes back to him being a non-traditional candidate and a non-politician. President Trump is competitive. He'll go where his weakness is and beat you where your weakness is. Uh, and he did that. He showed that when he beat all those elected officials, uh, governors, congressmen and the senators, because he's competitive, competitive in nature. And that's why the world uh, leaders are afraid of Donald Trump, because Donald Trump, he can checkmate them and he's beating them at their own game. And so um, I, I'm not uh, at all dissuaded uh, because the Democratic Party is panicked. I recognize that hell they're panicking because of me, because normally they would they would beat up a black or beat up a Democrat uh, that came out for a Republican. Only, though, if they're black, if they're white, they're given a free ride. Zell Miller not only supported George Bush for reelection, but Zell Miller spoke at the Republican convention. No Democrat said a damn thing about it. We've had conservative congressmen from Georgia, Democrats, voted against almost everything Obama put on the table, but the Democratic Party would give them a pass. But when a black independent thinking man or woman does that, the bigotry comes out there. Oh, you're too big for your britches. We, you're supposed to take our lead. We don't think for you. As a matter of fact, uh, even the Democratic Senatorial Committee, when I ran for U.S. Senate, they don't go out and support and recruit African-American candidates. They want whites. That's in the Democratic Party. Wow. So do you think the Democrat Party is the party of racism? Uh, I think it's a large part of bigotry. I think because traditionally they just relied on the black votes to elevate them and to get them elected. Uh, and they want to be like most liberals in charge of black people, that maternal and paternalistic instinct. Let us tell you what you want. Matter of fact, we'll build you a habitat house, but not in our neighborhoods. And so they, they just long traditionally been that way. But uh, that there's a crack in that wall and it's bleeding, it's bleeding bad and there's no stopping now. Uh, black votes have been locked up for years uh, by the Democratic Party. That's why I was saying, too, when I saw uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, when I saw that image, I didn't see a bouquet. I saw cactus and kutsu. Uh, one was evasive and the other was susceptible, not necessarily in that order. Um, I don't know. One, Kamala Harris was lock them up. And Joe Biden was locking them down. That's what they were doing to the black vote, locking them up and locking them down. Uh, but now, Charlie, you're seeing um, they're afraid, man. They are afraid. And more and more of us come, are coming out. Senator Tom, uh, Senator uh, Scott, oh, amazing United States senator. How is it the Democratic Party, we've been, blacks been supporting him for 60, 70, 60 years, they say, only two black senators. And they've been getting... 85, no, actually 90 to 95% really of the black vote. The Republican Party, they've been getting about 8%, but they have a black United States senator. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? You remember Chuck Schumer did not want the senator uh, that with the black senator, uh, Singletary, I think his last name, maybe I'm wrong, the black senator that was coming from Illinois to replace Obama. Roland Burris uh, that, was his that name. That was appointed, right, yes. Harry Reid fought to try to keep him from being sworn in, mm -hmm. as if the governor didn't—he didn't want the governor to point a black. Same thing happened in New York when Hillary uh, uh, got her seat, actually, or the person after Hillary. Um, the it was a black. I think he was the uh, speaker pro tem. I mean, the uh, lieutenant governor uh, actually became governor, and uh, the blind Jim, the blind legislator, 
He wanted to be a United States senator. They talked him out of it, but they didn't want him to appoint himself. So, you know, the Democratic Party do not embrace African-Americans where it's in a, in a, in a occurrence where mostly it's almost all white. If it's all white, they primarily want a white person. Now, they'll support black people being in all black district uh, running against blacks. Uh, they have no problem doing it then. So if you start to, to peel that wrapper back, Charlie, there's some interesting things. I'll tell you one more that's going to probably knock you off your feet. Why is it that the Democratic Party cannot select a presidential candidate or a vice presidential candidate that have both parents that are black? Hmm. Wow. Is there some grading going on? You know is that some you know the Democrat Party better than I do. So you just asked. You, well, but you know them, too. Charlie, I do. Charlie, you know them. I mean, I, I consider the I, I mean, I know the Democrats. I fight them and. The rulers of the Democrat Party, not necessarily Democrat voters, they are some of the most racist people I've ever dealt with in my life. I mean, it's not. I mean, they went straight from the KKK into the leadership of the Democrat Party, and they want they want free thinking black individuals got nowhere near leadership of their party in the Senate and Congress, decision making that all up and down. They they want it to be a a party that's no different than how they ran plantations back in the 1830s. And what else, Charlie? The way they have led black people who had. To- Black people were very conservative. Matter of fact, a lot more conservative, I would say, uh, than whites were for the most part. But the Democratic Party has led them down where now they're abandoning the traditional family. Now they're putting illegals before blacks. Uh, Now there's no support for law enforcement. Now you can come in and tear down statues under the auspices of it's related to Confederacy or slavery. But at the same time, they have black people tearing down Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln monuments now. You know what I'm saying? That's what the liberal liberals are doing to Democrats and Black Lives Matter. You know this, Charles, as well as I do. Uh, Black Lives Matter uh, were founded by uh, lesbians and they don't support the traditional black family having a black male in the house as a father figure. They don't support that. And, you know, that name Black Lives Matter bamboozled a lot of people. That's why I'm surprised to see a lot of these corporations uh, giving them money. And 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 we're, first of all, where's this money going? I wish we could track more where it's going, how it's being spent. But they're getting millions, and here they are. Uh, um, they don't support law enforcement. They're, they're part of burning and looting communities and destroying communities. Um, Charlie, something's not right about that. That 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 uh, there's a dead cat on the end of that line. Here's the thing about home security companies. Most trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and horrendous, lousy, terrible customer support. So while there's a lot of options out there, there's only one no-brainer, Simply Safe. Simply Safe's got everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal, that's right, a total arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, or door tailored specifically. The criminals are on the loose. The thugs are coming for your home. Are you protected? Well, professional monitoring keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there's an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. No technician required, and there's no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, no fine print, and all this starts for $15 a month. Try Simply Safe today at simplysafe.com slash Charlie. You get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. There's nothing to lose. Simplysafe.com slash Charlie. So you also commented on defunding the police. You said, quote, isn't it ironic that the Democrat politicians never leave home without security to protect them at all times? Why don't they forego their security and replace them with social workers since that's what they want for us? Can you expound on that? Well, that's hypocrisy. First of all, we should be giving more funding to police, not less funding. You know, I was fortunate enough to command a large police department. 
And in that police department, and most people will tell you, law enforcement officers only get that psychological examination during the hiring process. But after that, they don't get it throughout the year. So let's say you, you, you officer, you've been on the street five years and you've been dealing with this. Nobody has given you a psychological examination to see where you are mentally. Are you burned out? Should we put you in a different position? Because those things can have a, make a difference when that officer is making a decision between use of force, daily use of force, versus non-lethal, or how to de-escalate a situation. Another thing, too, technology. They need more money for technology, like the bowler rat, which is non-lethal, but will constrain an individual. They need more money for that, and they need more money for training, like in Georgia, for example. Uh, a police officer gets two, two hours a year in de-escalation. They only get two hours a year also for use of force. We need more money to give them more training. And so when you're talking about uh, de-escalate, uh, defunding police, why don't we take, and, and, and matter of fact, Charles, you know, they, they were talking about replacing uh, domestic calls with, uh, with uh, social workers. Well, well, domestic calls are some of the most dangerous calls you can make. And who's going to protect the social worker? So if they don't think security is that important, they don't think supporting law enforcement is that important, then why don't they just give up their security and give them a couple of social workers? I think they need some social workers based on how they're thinking. I think that would be a good move. Um, um, but, Charlie, it's just amazing where the Democratic Party has gone in terms of turning its back on law enforcement officers. As I mentioned last night, man, they have families. They live in our communities. You know, their their mom and dad and wives and children want them to come home safely, too. We have some bad apples. There's a way to deal with that. But, you know, you just blindly just and you look at these Democratic cities. When I say Democratic cities, cities led by Democrats. Almost every one of them have turned their back on law enforcement. What is that about? And those suburban white moms that they're saying that President Trump doesn't have, he needs to target. They're seeing those Antifa and Black Lives Matter folks coming out to their neighborhoods now. And you know what? They are afraid to death. And you know who are they going to vote for? Whomever is representing law and order. And who that is? President Donald Trump. And President Trump stands for decency and reasonability against the just arson of the mob all across our country. And and so can you talk more about BLM Incorporated, the organization? Uh, it's almost... If you are in our in this country, you are almost forced to say that you support BLM Incorporated. You mentioned that these are Marxists that are trying to disintegrate our country. Can you can you talk more about that? Well, you know what? I, I think we all can agree that Black Lives Matter. Now, I think there's some legitimate discussions where if a white young teenager goes missing and she's blonde, blue eyed, a lot more liberal media attention comes to that when a black young teenager girl goes missing, it does not get the same amount of attention. Now, that's the media doing that, the liberal media that's doing that. Now, but at the end of the day, black lives do matter. I think I would have said black lives matter too. That means all lives matter. But when you look at the founders and their founding principles, it has nothing to do with saving black lives. They're pushing the transgender agenda, which is fine if that's what they want to do. I'm not knocking them. Do what you want to do. Live the way you want to live. But don't come and fool people and talk about it's about saving black lives. And you only want to jump and shout and scream and, and riot when a white officer is involved in a shooting versus children being shot down every weekend in Chicago. And it's hashtag 
Black Lives crickets. That's not right. Be consistent. And and how is how? What about the police officer, the former police chief in St. Louis, was shot down, killed on the streets of St. Louis, pro- providing protection at a friend's business. Mm-hmm. Where was Black Lives was David Matter? David Dorn then? was his name. Yeah. Why wasn't that officer's funeral made national news? Where they covered that funeral, the entire funeral of a law enforcement officer, not clips of it, but why not do that the same way you did? George Floyd. All right. Because Black Lives Matter. So the hypocrisy of of Black Lives Matter, because in reality, all black lives do not matter to Black Lives Matter. What matters to Black Lives Matter is that left agenda where they're getting the mozzarella from the George Soros and the other organizations who's funding them to carry out their uh, destruction of this country. Do you, in the black community, is there is there a little bit uneasiness about the amount of rioting and looting and arson and crime that is being spread? Because the media makes it seem as if BLM Incorporated is ex- nothing but popular and supported in the black community. Well, what's interesting, you really have more white people rioting, looting and destroying neighborhoods because there are, no, there are not many black people in Seattle, Portland and some of these other cities. So to make it like a black thing, are white people afraid of what these groups are doing? Stop trying to pit black against white. What are white people afraid? I believe white people are just as afraid as me and any other black person with a normal sense who want to protect their families, want to protect their property, who want to save neighborhoods. So I don't understand um, why they're not asking white people, aren't you afraid of, of Antifa and Black Lives Matter coming to the suburbs? And making a big deal out of that. But no, they don't want to do that. That's the liberal media, Charlie. Mm-hmm. So President Trump, we're about two months more or less until uh, the election, a little, little more than that. It's just coming, coming down really quick. What do you think the president has to do to continue to expand the support amongst former Democrats such as yourself or even people that are supporting President Trump as a Democrat, uh, not just in the black community? But what really do you think is the most persuasive line of argumentation for the president to be able to win this election and get people over into the Trump campaign? Well, first of all, I like now that the president, when he does his press conferences, it's just him. When he rolls out his staff, the media is intentionally trying to get one person to disagree with just one person one time to disagree with the president and it's all over the place. You and I and American people know the Dr. Forrest and the liberal media first said when Trump took a step to stop the spread by banning travel from, from China, they said that, oh, this is nothing more than a flu. Well, okay, we found out later that wasn't the case. There were times when Dr. Farsi and others said, well, you don't have to wear a mask. So now they want to make a big deal out of a mask. So that's all over the place. But I like how the president comes and he answers their questions. And if he can't answer their questions right then, he'll get back with them because he's getting advice and counsel from his people. So that helps a lot. But I also think it helps when he let the American people know, and I think he's doing that great job now, that we are working on this pandemic. It is important. We are going to find a cure from this. It's right around the corner. Just just bear with me. I've opened up the floodgates, allow these private organizations to jump over a lot of these uh, restrictions that's long, should have been changed long time ago, and allowing the private sector to do what they do best. And just hold on. I'm with you. Uh, in the meantime, continue to provide best practices, get tools and resources to first responders and governments pushing out the states, and try to make you know, get get those things uh, out to those who need them most. 
But more importantly, Charlie, because he's testing more than any other country, and and we're, we're, we're face masks, you used to could not find them, now you can find them everywhere. The president is getting the stuff out here, but at the same time, um, by him opening up this economy so people can go back to work to try to save their businesses, we're getting more creative now with what, Skyping and teleconferencing and all that, where people now are encouraged, okay, we can go back to work. Uh, but the thing about this virus, Charlie, it's a China virus. It's not an American virus. And I'm glad that the president keeps saying this is China, 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 because they'll have you thinking that it's Trump's virus. This thing is unique because you can't see it. You can't slap it. You can't shoot it. You can't kick it. And so no other president has had to deal with something like this in our generation. So uh, but I think he's doing a hell of a job and just they hate course and talk about his record of accomplishments and talk about what he has in pipe for the next four years. Well, Vernon, you are an American hero. Thank you for uh, supporting our president and thank you for being such a heroic voice. Any way that people can stay in touch with you, social media, otherwise, or ways that they can support you? Thank you, Charlie. They can go to on on um, um, Twitter at, at Rep. Vernon Jones, Facebook, Rep. Vernon Jones, and uh, Instagram, Rep. Vernon Jones. Um, but more importantly, Charlie, they can tune into to your social media and find me, too, because uh, that's where I go to find out about me. I go to your page, your social media platform to find out about Vernon Jones. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm looking at your Twitter right now and it says country over party. Amen. I love that. And so God bless you. And thank for you sure. for having our president's back. Thank you. All the best to you, Charles. Thanks, Vernon. See you soon. What a great conversation that was with Vernon Jones. If you guys want to get involved with Turning Point USA, our 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to educating the future of America and organizing students on campuses across the country, go to tpusa.com, tpusa.com. Email us your questions, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. And if you guys want to support our program, where we do two podcasts a day, and we are up till 3 o'clock Eastern, making sure that you guys have the news that you need. Type in Charlie Kirk Show to your podcast provider. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. But more importantly, if you can, go to charliekirk.com slash support. God bless you guys. God bless America. Listen to our sister episode where I gave an instant reaction to the Republican National Convention. God bless you guys. God bless America. Talk to you soon. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.